Hey, Nick here. Be sure to stick around for the end of my board game discussion with Alex because I have a special surprise for you at the end of that episode. Here we go. It's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Okay. Am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm wondering if you know it. Do you know the song? I don't know the song. Enlighten me. It's your favorite song. I'm surprised you don't know it. About Damn Time by Lizzo, listener of the show. Oh, listener of the show. Right. I just wanted to remind everyone that I'm ready to flirt with you. Yes, you. My name is Nick. I'm the host of the Tennis Podcast. On the show, on this show, either myself or my sidekick host bring a top tennis list on a surprise topic along with fun facts and trivia. The other person tries to guess the list. Joined once again by my real-life friend, Alex Johns. Alex? Nick. Are you feeling thick today? Is it thick 30 where you are? It is uh, thick 35, if you will. Uh, (laughs) There's the time difference. Thanks for having me on the show. And, uh, you know, big thanks to Dr. Buster as well for, you know, allowing you to host his podcast. Yeah, you know, like, he's worked so hard, put so many blood, sweat, and tears into just growing this podcast, making it what it is. So, the fact that he's letting you host it just really shows that he has a lot of faith in you. You know, maybe a few more of these and you might host your own podcast someday. I'm really fighting the urge to pace around the room (laughs) just angrily. But you said he put all the blood, sweat, and tears into it, more like the butt, sweat, and tears, (laughs) am I right? Oh, (laughs) hell of an ass. A hell of an ass, but a hell of a sidekick host too, which is all he'll ever be. But Alex, I know you know better. I know you're just busting my balls. <laughs> There's only one host. His name's Nick. But you are, your name is Alex. And if you're listening out there, I sure hope you're listening if this is playing in your ears. If you're listening, Alex was last on episode 180, where we talked about the largest bodies of water. He's also been a regular on the Tennis Pod Plus feed. Alex, I grew up with you. We went to the same high school. We've known each other ever since. We both know Dr. Buster. I want you to tell the folks, the fine folks at home, a random fact about you, like a little trivia about Alex. Well, like Nick, we both have a common interest and we both love kitties. Oh, yeah. And I have two of them. They hate each other. This is true. Yeah. So, uh, they're cute in their own ways. One of them's kind of kind of a dick. The other one's a sweet sweetheart. And... Yeah, it's like oil and, and water. The sweetheart is yours, right? Yeah, that's Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> Alex does have a kitty named Gretchen, and it is, goddamn, it's one of the cutest kitties I've ever seen. She's so meowy and just mm-hmm. talkative, and she's still like that? She's still like that. Been a minute since I've got to, uh, since I've been graced by her very sensual presence. <laughs> yeah, well, Alex has two kitties. I have two kitties as well. And. We could, we could go off talking about kitties, but I'm going to rein us in. Alex, you told me you brought a list for me today, and I sure hope that's still the case, because I sure as hell didn't bring a list. I sure did. Um, so, I went a little different this time around. So, I know okay. it was a while ago, uh, years or so, I don't know how long. Uh, you did a list on board games, really kind of inspired uh-huh. me. You know, I'm a big board gamer myself. So, I... Uh, Went and found a list it's of my true. own. Alex says that, he says that in passing as if, oh, I'm kind of a gamer. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the video, if you're watching, there is an entire wall of like a Library of Congress size board games <laughs> behind him. So, yes, I think it's safe to say. Maybe I'll send you a picture and you include it in your notes. <laughs> yes, good idea. 
Anyway, yeah, so so I, I went online, I grabbed a list of the top 11 best-selling board games, but I okay. sort of took it one step further. I, you know, I've played most of these games. I added, you know, some information on, you know, what's the weight of the game? Is it a heavy game? Is it a light game? And then, more importantly, some better games to try. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this could be fun, just kind of getting into the hobby and talking about what could make some of these games better. Yeah, that's interesting. So, we've never done this before because like you said, I was looking while you were talking. We, Me and Brandon did this episode. It's, it's 116. We did the best-selling board games ever. So, that, yours is the best-selling board games. Where did you get your list from? Uh, this list comes from InsiderMonkey.com. Oh, love InsiderMonkey. And it was made in like 2015. So, uh, may, maybe some changes since then. Yeah, I visit InsiderMonkey.com every day with my morning coffee. Okay, so since we've done this list before, but it's been a while, like you said, I won't remember the ranking, but you'll tell me and the listeners kind of some other notes that I didn't say before and also a game that you think is a better choice for each. Exactly. Okay. I referenced uh, BoardGameGeek.com quite a bit for some statistics on these games. You know, like that site has a rankings of every board game ever made. Uh, what, you know, the one through 22,000 ranking. My God. <laughs> So I'll, sh- I'll share that information. That's cool. Uh, spoiler alert, some of these games are near the very bottom of that list. Really? Okay, So because that list is <laughs> yeah. subjective, right? Like It's based on, it's an aggregate based on users of BoardGameGeek.com. Oh, like everyone who has an account can basically rank these games and it aggregates everyone's rankings. Okay. So the list I'm guessing today, if it's the best selling, it'll be a lot of classic games, right? Games that everyone's familiar with. Or at least almost. Yeah, you would have heard of most all of these. There's two of them that you might not have heard of, but the rest of them are household names. Got it. Okay. Should I start guessing? Yeah. You want to throw out some board games you think might not be on the list? Yeah, that's a good idea. So what about, do you remember the game Don't Wake Daddy? (laughs) I do remember Don't Wake Daddy. (laughs) I think our generation remembers that game so well because the commercials were so prevalent in the 90s. But yeah, Don't Wake Daddy is probably not on the list, right? It is not on the list. Do you remember that game? I don't remember how it's played, but like you, I remember the commercials. You press the button a certain amount of times and hope that daddy doesn't wake up, but when he does wake up, his ass fucking sits up and he, <laughs> he looks like he's waking up from like a 12-year coma. If you wake daddy, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, so don't wake daddy's not on there. What about um, when I was uh, a kid, I had Pokemon Monopoly. Probably not on there. Uh, No. Not on there, not on the list. I did have that game as well. It was a good game. Instead of building hotels, you build little Pokemon centers. True. And Alex was recently on our Most Adorable Pokemon bonus episode. It all comes full circle. Number one was Alex, by the way. Spoiler. Okay, well then, so Pokemon Monopoly's not on the list, but I'll bet regular old ass Monopoly's on the list, right? That is correct. Where do you think it falls? It's got to be high. So top 11. Again, since I did this list before, some of this will probably come back to me as we go, but I cannot remember where this ranked. I'm going to guess number four. Close. Monopoly is number three. I fucking uh, knew best it. Best selling board game of all time. Did I call it or what? You called it. What do you know about Monopoly? It's been a hot minute since I played it, but I think almost everyone listening has probably played this game. You're on a square board. You're trying to get money to build hotels and shit, and you don't want to go to jail. I got it right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No, Monopoly, it's a, it's a two to eight player game made in 1935. It uh, was originally made as like a critique on capitalism. And yet it ended up being the top 
three selling board game of all time. The irony. I love how that shit works. But why, why would anyone <laughs> critique capitalism though? It works so well. Uh-huh. Yeah, it works so well. <laughs> so uh, here's, here's a fun fact on Monopoly. So on the Board Game Geek rank, there are 22,789 entries on this ranking list and Monopoly ranks at 22,784. So people don't love this game. There are only five games in existence that are lower ranked than Monopoly. <laughs> wow. I have to think part of it is because people get so pissed off at Monopoly. It's a game that I think's destroyed a lot of friendships and families. It's just a bullshit game. It's purely luck of the dice draw. You know, like, there's no skill. There's no, like, push your luck or anything. It's just, oh, I'm going to roll this dice and see where I fucking end up. Like, see how much of your money I take from stupid. you. Yeah, so not a fan of Monopoly. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it here first. Monopoly fucking sucks. Whoa, hot but take, Alex. It's a classic. If you're interested in similar games that are actually good, you should try a game called Lords of Vegas. Vegas. So this is a rank 454 game. So much, much higher than Monopoly. And what it is is you, you buy up casinos on the Vegas Strip, you know, similar to buying properties in Monopoly. And then you can expand your casinos by trying to take over like your opponent's neighboring casinos. You can make deals with them. You can go gamble in their casino. It's very much more skill-based form of, you know, buying up property and kind of owning the map, if you will. Okay. Lords of Vegas. Yeah. Lords of Vegas. That sounds interesting. Lords of Vegas. Okay. So there's a, there's a game recommendation for everyone. And if it destroys your family like Monopoly has destroyed so many others, please let us know. <laughs> All right, give me another guess. Okay, so thinking of these classic household games, I'm going to go with one quite a bit different from Monopoly, although also pretty uh, luck-based, and that's Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos is not on the list. Good guess, though. Okay, but is this a real list, or are you making up this list as you go to piss me off? We're just making it up as we go along. All right. That's fine. That's what we call the old Dr. Buster. Makes up every list he's ever brought on the spot. Okay. Battleship. Battleship, surprising, but not on the list. I would have thought it would be. No, Battleship. What about, well, this isn't like a tabletop game, but I guess it'd be considered a board game. Twister? Uh, no, no Twister on the list. Is your alternative recommendation to Twister just fucking each other? Because that's pretty much what Twister starts at. I was thinking more just, you know, a titty Twister. Titty <laughs> Okay, sure. That, no, I think that's probably more apt. Yep. All right. So I'm not doing great. Yeah. Did you even do this list before? <laughs> Years ago, like you said. How about Trouble? Or is it called Sorry? Or is there both? I don't know. Those are separate games and neither are on this list. Scrabble. Scrabble. Scrabble has to be Good on job. there. Scrabble is on the list. Scrabble is the fourth best selling game of all time. I knew it. You ever played Scrabble? Of course. It's classic. I love Scrabble. Do you ever play Words with Friends on your phone? Yes. Yeah, so Scrabble's a good game. Two to four player game. It's ranked uh, 1,997. <laughs> so much higher than the 22,000. Yeah. And you, what you'll find is this is one of the higher, not the highest, but one of the higher ranked games on this list. Okay. Yeah, Scrabble. I mean, we all know Scrabble, right? You just put words in, you try to get points. There's like modifiers on the board of, you know, certain letters will get doubled or your word will get doubled or tripled or whatever. Did you know yeah, motherfuckers used to... Sorry, go ahead. What did motherfuckers used to do? Did you know that motherfuckers used to have to pull out a physical dictionary to check words and shit? 
when they're playing Scrabble? Oh, it's just like this list. You just make it up as you go. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes you're playing with someone and they play a word that's iffy and you got to challenge them. Yeah. So, you pull out the dictionary and look up that word. I don't know, man. Just think of how much longer the games would take if you had to look up the word like every five turns. Different time. Do you uh, want to guess what the most points possible in a single word is? It's not but, is it? No, it is not but. Unless it was Dr. Buster's but <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, it's called, I've never heard of this word. It's muzjiks, M-U-Z-J-I-K-S. Oh, of course. Apparently, it's a word that means Russian peasants. Oh, I thought it meant mouse jizz. Okay. Oh, right, right. Moose jizz. Um, but yeah, Scrabble. Good game. If you like Scrabble, try Bananagrams. You ever heard of Bananagrams? Mm -mm, no. It's a little game. It has the same, you know, tiles, just like Scrabble does, but it comes in a little banana pouch. And uh, it's basically Scrabble without the board. You just put these things on the ground and you kind of make a crossword from the letters trying to get points. Banana what? Bananagrams. Grams. That sounds interesting. I like that it comes in little banana pouches. It's cute. And also, bananas and graham crackers probably taste pretty damn good together. Throw a little marshmallow on there? Mm, no. There you go. Nope. No marshmallow. Okay. That's a wrong opinion. Give me another guess. <sighs> All right. Candyland. Candyland is not on this list. That's got to be a worse game than Monopoly, though. That is the most luck-based game I've ever played. I played it semi-recently because I have kids, and it's just like you yeah. literally just spin a thing and you go, to the, and you go. That's it. Right. Okay, so no Candyland. I'm pretty sure I remember what number one is, so I'm trying to save that. Yeah. Are card games included? Like Uno? Let's see. No Uno, and there are no pure card games on here, no. I was trying to hang on to this one, but I'll guess it, and that's Checkers. Checkers, good guess. That is the number two mm. most best-selling game of all time. I knew it. You like Checkers? I do, but I find it's a game, it's another one I played recently. I find it's a game that I'm, I enjoy playing like once or twice, and then I'm kind of over it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to play for like hours on end. Yeah, Checkers sucks. <laughs> Alex, so many hot takes from you this episode. The uh, Board Game Geek rank is 22,760, so fuck? it's just barely doing better than uh, Monopoly over Checkers, there. Checkers, like, I get that it's, like, kind of a simple game, but it's, like, such a classic, and I don't know, what, think of all those lonely nights sitting at the Cracker Barrel waiting for your table and your food. Where would we be without the giant checkerboard they have there? Just wish they had better games. That's all it is. Okay, well, do you have a alternative? Uh, recommendation. You know, this was one game where I, I could not think of an alternative. I mean, what's the alternative to checkers? It's just a little puzzle, more, more or less, you know? Mm. What, maybe Foursquare? I, I don't know. Or not Foursquare. Uh, what's the Connect Four? Connect Four. Maybe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, is that on the list? I prefer Connect Four. No, Connect Four is not on the list. <laughs> so, yeah, checkers, eh, okay game, but not a game I'd like to play. What about Yahtzee? Yahtzee. Uh, Yahtzee is not on my list. Another surprising one. Uh, Alex, what? Okay. Y'all see that that is a mistake. You're going to edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll make a note for my editor there. <clears throat> Backgammon. Backgammon. Uh, not on this list. <laughs> Fucking Jesus, I really don't remember that list then. Uh, Mahjong. Uh, Mahjong, I will 
give it to you. So the number 10 game on this list is called Rummy Cub. R-U-M-M-I-K-U-B. It's a two to four player game. And it's essentially what Mahjong is based off of. Okay. If oh, so this sense. is even older than Mahjong. It's older than Mahjong. It's a, it's a Romanian game. It's like a tactile game. You played with like colorful numbered tiles that are based on... Uh, I, was, I got that wrong. It's based on Mahjong, not Mahjong being based on Rumiko. Oh, okay. okay. Other way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, relatively recent game. 1977 was when it came out. Hmm. To be fair, I don't know anything about this game. I'd never heard of it before this list. The Board Game Geek rank is actually pretty high at uh, 1,690. So That is high. Yeah, is that higher than uh, Scrabble was? Ooh, good question. Yes, that is just a bit higher than Scrabble. Hmm. When we're done here, I'd be curious to know what that website says is the number one game ever. But we'll... Uh, I can tell you right now. Okay. It's, uh, it's called Gloomhaven. Have you played that? I have. It's a fantastic game. Okay. It's is basically it like, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but without a Dungeon Master. Like the game is the Dungeon Master for you. And so you go off and like do adventures and stuff without needing someone to like tell the story. Pretty good. It's well done. Is Dungeons and Dragons on the list? Uh, that is not on the list, no. I I th- I'm not I sure if it would qualify. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if it, I would consider it that. How about Risk? Risk, another good quest, uh, good guess. Uh, risk is number 11. That's why I went with the top 11, mm-hmm. just because I thought it would be fun to talk about Risk. You took a real you like risk, risk there with that. Of course, I love Risk. It, I haven't played it in a long time, but I used to really like it. I also used to really like it until I got into board games, and now I hate it. Alex, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't handle you tonight. Risk is a two to four player game whose board game geek rank is 21,942. What do you think about that? Give me your hot take on that. I mean, granted, I haven't played Risk since I was like a teenager, but I remember enjoying it and my feelings are a little hurt from this website. So Risk is, I mean, granted, it's better than Monopoly, but it's another game that is too heavily dependent on luck. And you'll find that's a running theme with board game geek is the board game geeks do not like luck-based games. They like a little bit of luck, but they like it to be mostly skill. And with Risk, it's just too dependent on that dice roll. Dice can be done very well on a board game, but you can't lean too heavily into it. I'm from Ukraine. You know, say Ukraine weak. <laughs> That's from Seinfeld in reference to Risk. <laughs> okay, so no Risk. Then do you have a better option for us? I do. So, fun fact, there is a game called Risk Legacy. It is essentially based on Risk. It's the exact same game of Risk. However, you play with the same group of people multiple times and certain decisions and things that are done during game will permanently affect the game board for future games. Oh, that's cool. And so as you go along, you sort of have your, your country, if you will, or your army, right? That's uh, growing and you're like, you can like research new weapons and you can like bomb your enemies and destroy their cities. Now we're talking. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good game. I played it in college with, uh, you know, some folks that you and I both know, and we had an overall blast with it. Yeah. That does sound fun. And are you naked the entire time for every round or just some of the rounds? Only when you win. Great. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Winner has to get something out of it. Okay. All right. Should I give another guess? Yeah. Give me another guess. I'd say you're doing okay. On this list? I'd say I'm doing more than fucking okay. There's 22,000 something board games in the world and I'm <laughs> narrowing it down to the top 11. 
Oh, I know one. And this game is a popular game that I've never liked, and that's Clue. Clue. Good guess. Clue is number six on the list. I knew it. So tell me, why don't you like Clue? I couldn't tell you like an exact reason, but I just know every time I've played it, I'm bored and I'm like ready to play something else. Yeah, I'm with you. Clue sucks, but most games on this list do. It's a two to six player game. Board Game Geek rank was 9,372. So too high. Middle of the pack. It's kind of the first, uh, what do you call, murder mystery game to yeah. come out. You're trying to solve who was the killer and what was their murder weapon and where did they do the killing, right? Right. It's kind of unique. You know, the solution is kept in an envelope. So it's like there the whole time, right? But you're all trying to guess who it was. So I don't know. It's cool. It's like a groundbreaking game, right? But It's a cool concept for sure. There are better versions of that now. One game I'd recommend trying if you like Clue is it's called Secret Hitler. You ever heard of that I, game? I've played that. I've played that. You played it? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's more fun than Clue. Agreed. Much more fun. Great sort of like deduction game where you're trying to deduce who's the bad guy. Wait, you don't mean Hitler, do you? No. <laughs> no. So, Secret Hitler is uh, the board game. The, the ranking is 209. So That's high. Very highly recommended game. That's the highest one we've talked about. Something that stood out to me too when you're talking about all these games sucking, I think it's the evolution of gaming, right? Because most of these games are old. They've been around a long time. Correct. And board games didn't used to be complicated. They used to be intentionally accessible to as many people as possible because let's face it, before modern entertainment, board games was one of the things you did in a group and you wanted as many people to play as possible. So, board games were simple and it wasn't till kind of recent history that kind of really strategic board games based on skill kind of became a thing. So you're telling me these these fucking Neanderthals who just get done shitting in the streets are, you know, gonna come back inside and, you know, roll the dice on a game of Monopoly? Now when you say inside, do you mean inside the open air cave? <laughs> and when you say shitting on the street, do you mean shitting on the dirt that's like five feet from their cave? Ungabunga. <laughs> Shout out to all of our Neanderthal listeners out there. If you're a Neanderthal, just unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> Fucking unsubscribe. Checkers, I guess, would be the only game on this list that they could like maybe get, you know? Yeah. But that's if they didn't start eating the board and like <laughs> sticking the checkers up their nose or their ass. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a quick recap so far of the ones I've guessed. Yeah, so quick recap, you have number 11 is Risk, number 10 is Rummy Cub, number 6 is Clue, number 4 is Scrabble, 3 is Monopoly, 2 is Checkers. Okay. Oh, here's another one I've never really liked, and that's The Game of Life. The Game of Life is number 7 on this list. Ugh. Tell me, what do you not like about The Game of Life? <sighs> I don't know, I th it just doesn't excite me, the game. I don't have a good reason. Yeah. Do you have a reason? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'll subscribe to that. So, Game of Life, it's a two to six player game. The ranking on Board Game Geek is 22,782. Yeah, that's way down there. So, that is only two spots higher than Monopoly. <laughs> so, there's like less than 10 games ranked lower, right? Pretty much, than it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the Game of Life, it's just like you go along life. You're right. So, like, you have your little car and you make a choice, right? Do you go to college? Do you go straight to the workforce? And you, like, 
just roll the dice or I don't know, was it dice or was it like a little spinny wheel or something wheel. determines how far you go. Yeah. You land on a thing, you do the thing, there's no decision making, it's just... It's well, so it's just strange. like real life. Every morning when you wake up in bed, Alex, first thing you do is spin the giant wheel right next to your bed, right, to see what you do next? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a great metaphor because, you know, we are living in the simulation. So, like, everything is already pre-planned out for us. You know what? It might just be aliens playing the game of life no. and we're the pawns. I think what you really mean is it's all part of God's plan. But I remember when me and Brandon did the best-selling board games, we were talking about with the game of life, it's coming back to me now, how, like, the options should be instead of go to college or get a job, it's <laughs> fucking kill yourself or... <laughs> 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 or something else because yeah it's like the game we play board games to escape our shitty lives right like i right. don't know like and the the choices are so binary right yeah get a job or go to college well what if i want to enlist in the military what if i want to yeah. become a serial killer <laughs> um so yeah i think it's just i don't know but i did love sticking the little stick people in the car i'll give it that yeah if it ever gave you the option to have a baby would you put a little baby in the back of the car not fucking now, I wouldn't, now that I've had real babies. But I did put some pets in the car, I think. <laughs> Weren't there pets? Maybe in an expansion, I don't know. Okay. I don't think it was in the base game. But anyway, if you like life, which go ahead and unsubscribe if you do. To be specific, if you like the game of life, because none of us like life. Correct. But if you like the game of life, that's what Alex <laughs> is trying to say. There's a game called On Tour. It's a little rock band game. It's a roll and write. Are you, are you familiar with the roll and write genre, Nick? No. It's a game where you basically have like a whiteboard and you're, it's, it's not very interactive, right? Everyone kind of has their own board. But the goal of this game is you're a rock band. You're trying to do like a cross-country tour by like optimizing your route and maximizing your points. So kind of similar to like the route building game of like life, except this actually has stakes and decisions and, you know, things that are fun. And this game is ranked 1,086. That's high. You said the game has steaks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, steaks and hamburgers. Well, I was going to say, like, I was with you until the steaks just seems like it came out of left field, but whatever. I'm no gaming expert like you. Yep. <laughs> so, that's the game of life. It sucks. So, game of life, number seven. I think of all of them so far, that's the one I'd want to play least on the list. Give me another guess. Okay. By the way, what's your go-to color? On any game, really, but the game of life I know has, like, you choose a color, so like blue, pink, green. It's always been red, but my wife's favorite color is red. Mm, so I usually have to give up. her that color. Yep. So if there's orange, I'll take orange. And then otherwise, I'll just, you know, fuck me up. Just whatever, whatever, <laughs> wow. whatever there is. I feel like most boys <laughs> like you and I would go blue or green. Yeah, usually, but no, I've always been a red guy. Yeah, I knew, I knew there was something off with you. Yeah, I'd always go blue or green first. But I'm not a fucking idiot. Okay, so my next guess is going to be Pictionary. Pictionary is rank eight on this list. I knew it. You ever played Pictionary? Yes, but when I was a kid. Like, I hardly remember it. I've never played, personally. Pictionary, I think it's the newest game on this list. It came out in 1985. Mm, yep. Let me check here. Yeah, it is definitely the newest game on the list. Three to 16 player game. Board Game Geek rank of 4,976, so... That's high, that's high. Yeah, not bad. Apparently, it's, it's uh, the creator kind of came up with the idea at a party. You know, he kind of kind of picked a word randomly from the dictionary and asked other guests to draw it, and... It's a great a idea. It. It's so simple, but it's so fun. Yeah. I played... Well, 
you probably have an alternative, but I do too. So you go first. Actually, I did oh, not you don't, have because you never played it. I've, ne- I've never played yeah. this game. No. So I can't remember the name. Let me try to look real quick. Uh, I think this is it. Telestrations. Pretty sure that's it. Where it's like hmm. every person at the table, like if you have a group of six, let's say, everybody gets a secret word, and you draw that word on your own little pad, and then you pass it down. Kind of, and the concept is like the telephone game where you whisper to someone, and then they keep whispering it. But you do that with the drawing. Yeah. So you hand your drawing to the next person, and they try to write the word that you were drawing. Then they pass it on, and the next person tries to draw that word. And then it goes on and on, and you see, when it gets back to you, you see how close it was to your original word. And that was fun. See, that sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would use that as a, if you like this, try this game for this, this yeah. entry. It's called Telestrations. Telestrations. I like it. Not to be confused with menstruation, which is not as fun, I'm told. Depends on the person. Yeah. I guess it really does depend on who you ask. That's a good point, Alex. Thank you for that. Uh, so, you have three left. Uh, you're missing number nine, number five, and number one. I know number one, I remember it, but I'm going to try to save it again. So, what about Scattergories? Scattergories, not on this list. Okay, you didn't have to say it so fucking rudely, but all right, not on the list, I got it. I guess Go Fish probably is not on the list. Go Fish is not on the list, no card games. Oh, yeah. Give me a hit. Yeah, number nine, I don't think you're going to get, I've never heard of this game. The game is called Othello. Have you Mm -mm. ever heard of this? Mm Mm-mm. How do you spell yeah, it? Yeah, it's a two-player game, O-T-H-E-L-L-O. Oh, I think that was on the list before, but remind it? me. Yeah. It's a two-player game. The Board Game Geek rank is 2,970, so pretty highly ranked game. Mm-hmm. Made in 1883. It's basically the game's played with like 64 identical discs. They're all light on one side and dark on the other, and the aim is to have more of your shade visible than your opponent's when the final playable space is filled. So, I don't really know like the how the placements work or anything like that, but it's it's kind of one of those like think like checkers, right, with multiple colored sides. Yeah. Okay. I haven't played it. Yeah, I haven't either, and like I said, I don't have another alternative game for that one because I've never played it, but Othello, number 9 on the list. Some alternative games could be Oh, forget that. I was trying to go with a bad joke. Had nothing. Instead, I'm going to give you another guess that just came to mind. Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders, not on this list. Fuck you. Would you like a hint? Yeah. This game, it uses uh, knowledge from outside the game to help. One might call it trivia. Oh, Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Correct. Trivial Pursuit is number five on this list. Well, there's a game that is not all luck-based. No, yeah. It's a two to 24 player game. Imagine 24 people playing 24 players? Alex! Do you even know 24 people? No, fucking Jesus. I'm (laughs) waiting for 24 listeners to this goddamn show. (laughs) Apparently, Board Game Geek hates it. The BGG rank is 22,726. Yeah, well, I like the concept of the game. However, I did play this recently, probably like within the last year. And... It's really fucking hard. Like, the trivia is yeah. very sometimes obscure and like, who the fuck is going to know this? You know, unless you're like preparing to go on the Jeopardy show or something. It's like... Right. It, it was really hard. You want to know what's bad about this game? It was invented by two Canadians. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Get that taste out of my mouth. Oh. Yeah. Go tell your friend Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Brad. 
I'll bet he likes Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I bet he's a Trivial Pursuit master. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Well, hey, uh, I do have a trivia game that I actually like. It's called Half Truth. Okay. The Board Game Geek rank is 3,082. And you know uh, Ken Jennings, that Jeopardy guy that won all those Jeopardy games? Yeah. He's actually the uh, co-creator of this game. So, so he's getting paid. You, you know it's got the chops. Yeah. But yeah, it's a cool game. Each question gives you six possible answers. Three of them are always right. Three of them are always wrong. And you place bets on which ones you think are right. Oh, and bets. The more you, mm-hmm, and the more you place bets on, the more points you get. And so it's a push your luck. Like, you know, am I, am I really this confident or do I want to play it safe? Because if you, if you get it wrong, you lose all your points. Mm. So. so, Alex, that sounds fun. I want to play it. But what kind of personality are you in a board game? Are you more aggressive and like a high roller or are you more conservative? I am a conservative player typically. I don't take a lot of risks, but I'm also incessant rule follower too. Like I'm the type of asshole that will like go and refer to the rule book if I'm unsure about a rule Ugh. and that can kind of piss some people off. I think that's worse than the Canadians. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Okay, that game sounds fun. And another fun game that I should have guessed long ago because it's sitting directly above your head in this video line of sight is Settlers of Catan. Oh, no. Settlers of Catan is not on this list. Hmm. And all you're missing is the number one game. Oh, I'm only missing one. Okay, so I don't even know why I was guessing because I know number one. I remember it from before and it is the classic game of chess. Classic chess. That's it. Do you like chess? You know how to play. Alex, I'm going to admit something to you and the listeners here. You don't know how to play. Never do played. Don't know how to play. I still watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, mind you, and enjoyed it. Great show, wasn't Great it? Great show, but I could not play chess if I had to. So chess is the highest ranked game on this, on this list. The Board Game Geek ranking is 430. That seems low. Very high up there. Well, I mean, it, it's yeah. relatively high for this list, but just as an overall game, I would have thought chess would be like in the top few. Right. No. Chess is an old game. Very old. 1475 is when they think it was invented. Mm. Long ass time ago. And yeah, basically the goal is to capture your opponent's king. We all know how chess works. I just told you I don't know how chess works. Well, everyone that's not a fucking loser knows what, <laughs> how chess works. <laughs> okay. They do tournaments all the time. Apparently they do a lot of like online tournaments now and there's like chess Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Pretty fun stuff I can't to think of a more, bo- a more boring evening personally, but I'm sure other people enjoy <laughs> it and that's great. I mean, I could only think the most boring evening just listening to this fucking podcast, but... No, true. Hey, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm fucking bored to tears right now. I'm really having to fake my way through this thing. But it, it's funny yeah. that I know nothing about chess. I would think watching chess is boring. That said, I still watched, like I said, Queen's Gambit and enjoyed the hell out of it. So, that's a kudos to that show for making chess interesting. Yeah, I do have an alternative for chess. Not that it's better. I, I think chess is actually a better game than this, but it's a unique kind of twist on the theme of chess, right? So, the theme of chess is to defeat your opponent's king. This game I'm talking about is called, it's called That Time You Killed Me. It's a two-player game where you and your opponent each have a pawn, basically, and you're trying to kill your other pawn. However, there's three different boards that represent the past, the present, and the future, and you can time travel between boards in trying to either escape your opponent or kill your opponent. A lot of zany, fun time travel stuff. Great game. That sounds so interesting, but it also sounds nothing like chess. Well, the part of chess, I thought, is the fact that you're trying to defeat your opponent's pawn. 
Because you have this little pawn okay, okay. that you like move around, right? Yeah. Kind of like you're a pawn in my game. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So, you said this game goes back to 1475, perhaps. Yeah. So, Alex, as we've discussed before, people are... People are shitting on the street. <laughs> they think there's ghosts in their blood. They have no teeth. They're eating sticks outside. But someone out there designed a chessboard and a, you know, highly strategic game with millions of possible moves. That's just something else, huh? History's wild. History's wild. It's true. And as for the history of this list in this episode, I think I... Uh, I think I checkmated its ass. Pretty good. I think you did. Yeah. I think you did. Although, to be fair, I did do this list once before, so I did have a a bit of a head start, but we won't talk about that. Okay, let's go back through them. Tell us the top uh, 10-ish games. Top 10-ish games. So, number 11 was Risk. Number 10 was Rummy Cub. Number 9 was Othello. 8 was Pictionary. 7 was The Game of Life. 6 was Clue. Five, Trivial Pursuit. Four, Scrabble. Three, Monopoly. Two, was Checkers. And number one, Granddaddy of them all, Chess. Chess. And for the folks listening, I'm going to put in the show notes the name of each game Alex recommended and I recommended too. So if you want to check those out and play them, you will have those there too. Alex, so do you have in front of you like which of these 10 games ranked highest on the Board Game Geek website? Yeah, chess was absolutely chess was the highest. Was the highest at four hundred and thirty. Okay, yes. well there we go. Uh, kind of a different twist on the te- the old tennis pod format. There, I liked it. Different twist on the list. Yeah. Different twist on your fucking winky too. You don't you don't watch yourself. <laughs> what did you say? Your alternative to twister was just the titty twister. <laughs> just the titty twister. That's all you need. You ever get a titty twister? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Have you ever had like a true blue titty twister? Not just where they pinch it and they're try- like, usually they'll pinch it and you try to get away before they can twist mm-hmm. it. Have you had a true, they squeeze and they twist? I mean, I'm sure I have and I'm sure it sucked. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I definitely happened to me, two older sisters that did that to me from time to time and for obvious reasons, I couldn't really get them back. So, it did suck. True. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of an un- unfair advantage there. It's true. But some people are into it. Hey, more power to you. Yeah. Alex, of the 11 games we covered on the list, not the ones you recommended, but the 11, which one, what's the first one you'd play and what's the last one you'd play? I would play chess in a heartbeat. I love chess. I was the uh, fifth grade chess grandmaster at my elementary school. Holy shit. Fucking. Um. (laughs) Okay. No, that's fine. That's cool. It's really cool, Alex. I'll just let that sink in a little bit. Yeah. And I'm sure you had a lot of girlfriends in fifth grade. Definitely did not. I've never touched a girl in my life. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Actually. Just ask my wife. <laughs> You're still waiting. Uh, no, chess is <laughs> chess is great. I would say my least favorite game on this list is probably a tie between the game of life and Monopoly. I just have such a deep seated hatred for Monopoly, though. I think that takes it. At least game of life, you can just like you can just laugh at the absurdity of it all. Like Monopoly, there's no fun. There's nothing fun about that. Well, there's a fun old man with glasses and a big mustache. Yeah, and I guess you get your little thimble and race car, you can move around the map. No, that's the funnest part, is choosing your character at the beginning. How do you think they came up with those? Fucking thimble and a race car. Yeah, you're right. Where did that shit come from? Yeah. And a money bag. (laughs) Well, the money bag makes sense. 
Yeah. The race top car hat. does not. Top hat makes sense because of the guy. Didn't they have like a fucking iron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that shit? Alex, you just, <laughs> you're really stupid. opening up Pandora's box here because like, I have no fucking clue. What is this shit? I don't know. Why is there a thimble in there? Next list is going to be the top 10 fucking <laughs> Monopoly tokens. Oh my God. Blowing my mind here a little bit. No one ever talks about that. Where does this shit come no, from? No, it's like this needs to be talked about more. Yeah. It's not like there's a, you know, there's not a hockey stick piece and a fucking like chimney sweeper piece. Like, but there is an iron and shit. It's weird. Weird. Okay. Well, the games I'd, I would play first is Scrabble. The game I'd play last is Game of Life. That's fair. Scrabble's a good one. That'd probably be my number two. I like Scrabble. Yeah. We used to play Words with Friends quite a bit. Yeah, I played it recently. I re-downloaded it like a year ago. I've been playing it some, kind of for nostalgia's sake, and it's fun. But yeah. the, the app is terrible with ads. Like, it's the worst ad app oh. I've ever seen. Like, you have to pay for the ad-free version for it to even be worth it. Uh, kind of like you can pay for the ad-free version of Tennis Podcast by becoming <laughs> a Tennis Pod Plus member at TennisPod.com slash plus. I will say that's worth it. I haven't <laughs> listened it. to one of your shitty ads in fucking years now and it's great. <laughs> Just two bucks a month, people. Be a cool kid like Alex. Be a cool kid like chess master fifth grade Alex. Oh, yeah. And get Tennis Pod Plus. All right, Alex. Well, it's game over for you and I. Let us know, folks, what you thought of this kind of different twist on a Tennis Pod list. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at the Nick Amel. That's E-M-E-L. You can also follow the brand, Tennis Pod, at Tennis Pod on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, on Reddit, on TikTok. We're on all of them. Also on YouTube. Follow us there. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Next week, it's the week before Halloween. That means it's Spooktober. I'm going to have Dr. Buster on and I got a spooky ass list for him to guess. So you don't want to miss that. Alex, anything else? No. Yeah. Uh, this was fun. This is great. I guess I'll sign off by saying, Play more board games. We are in a golden age of board games right now. There's so many great games around us. I've always been a avid video gamer, but I have more fun playing board games now than I really ever have playing video games. So, no better time to get in the hobby than now. It's true. Board games have really taken off lately. And I love those places like those little cafes that are board game cafes now. There's one in the town. In yeah. The, was it Shuffles? Shuffles, yeah. Out by you? Yeah. yeah. They're kind of popping up everywhere. And I, I always like going to those places. And yeah, and Alex, uh, you should send me some pics of your board game collection and I'll share it on social this week too. I'll do that. Cool. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. He's Alex, I'm Nick. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. So, time for a surprise. Given that the episode you just finished was A, on the shorter side, and B, covering a topic we've already previously covered, I thought I'd throw in a little post-episode bonus. Coming up right here and right now, it's a bonus episode from May of this year. It was Alex's first ever appearance on the show, in fact, where he had me guess the top 10 largest objects in the solar system. Until right now, this bonus episode was available only to Tennis Pod Plus members, but I'm unlocking it now for your greedy ass. But I'll stop blabbering. Here is the top 10 largest objects in our solar system from May 2022. Hello and welcome back to another Tennis Pod Plus exclusive bonus episode available only to fucking cuties like you at home. 
or at work, wherever the hell you are. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest to talk about a topic that I don't yet know, because today I'm joined by my friend for over 15 years, Alex. Oh. Insert applause. Did that work? I did say fap off real quick. I said insert applause. My bad. Well, hey, I'm Alex. This is Alex. Uh, I've known Alex in real life for uh, since high school. In fact, he's in the same friend group as me and that that old dusty tennis pod regular, Dr. Buster. Alex, I thought you could start by telling the folks at home, what makes you so much better than Buster? Why are you the better choice to be here with me right now? Well, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. so uh, I think that speaks for itself. So you're not a snob, basically. You know, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a man of the people. Mm-hmm. Alex has a list for me to guess here in a minute. Again, I don't know what it is, but I wanted to first let the listeners, the Tennis Pod Plus members, of which Alex is one of since, I think, day one. Day one. Thank you for that. Yep. I'd like the members to get to know you a little bit better. I'm going to ask you a few questions, okay? Okay. First of all, how old are you? I am 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Where are you coming to us from? Your voice. Where's your voice traveling through the airwaves from right now? Currently live in Akron, Ohio, about to move to St. Louis, Missouri, and grew up Mm -hmm. in the same Oklahoma hometown that uh, Nick lives in, or lived in. And Buster. And Buster, for that matter. Well, Buster and Nick and now, yeah, all from the same place. Yep. Akron, Ohio. I've heard that's the New York City of Ohio. Can you confirm? It is a bustling metropolis. (laughs) Home of LeBron James, and that's about it. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He is from there. Yep. Okay. Actually, quick sidebar. Are people there obsessed with LeBron James still that you see? Not really. I mean, he's got that school, right? That I promise school where like he'll pay for college for anyone that graduates. And that's just down the road for me. So that's pretty cool. But aside from that, you don't really hear his name come up. Hmm. It's not like he comes to visit. Yeah. He he hasn't been at your house? No, not not in a few years. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I figured he's busy. A few more questions for you. Tell the folks, I already know all about this. In fact, this is your number one feature. The number one feature of our friendship is what I'm about to ask you, and that's your cats. So, tell the folks just a little bit about your kitty cats, who they are, how adorable they are, why they're better than you. I have an adorable fluffy kitty named Gretchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's just a wonderful cat. Very vocal, very talkative. Very chatty. Yes, very Mm -hmm. chatty. Loves to cuddle. Pretty much everything you could ask for. My wife had a cat before we got together named Frankie, who he's a little shit. Hey. I mean, he's a, he's a lovable little shit. Okay. <laughs> kind of like you. Exactly. Just like me. Yeah. So, we, they live together now. The cats hate each other, but they both love us. So, there's always a, a fighting mm-hmm. match as to who gets closer to the humans. <laughs> Gretchen, being the vocal one she is, is constantly hissing at Frankie. And Frankie just wants to play and be a little nuisance. So, it's a yep. lively atmosphere. I will share a photo of your cats on our social media at Tennis Pod, if that's all right with you. Yeah, please do. Also, Gretchen is very talkative. If she could talk English, I'd bring her on the pod right now. But she'd be a hell of a better guest than me. Yeah. Hell of a better ass, too. Oh. Okay, so two more quick questions and then we can get to the list. As we record this, the most recent Tennis Pod episode was the most popular profanity in the English language that I did with Steve Glispin from Origin of Speaksies. Alex, you told me you listened to that episode, so now I'm curious, and the folks at home, they want to know, what is your all-time favorite curse word? You know... Just in your everyday life. Yeah, for a while there, I thought it had to be, you know, the granddaddy of them all, fuck, but after Mm -hmm. listening to the episode, I just found a newfound respect for the word shit. Yeah. It's just so versatile. (laughs) 
it's just a great time. It's just, it sounds fun saying it, you know? Yeah. And I mentioned it on that episode, but like shit is a unique word in that it can literally describe the worst thing in the world or the best thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> because this thing smells like shit or this is the best shit I've ever tasted. Like it, it's all context. Or this podcast is the shit. Yeah. Or this podcast is shit. You know, <laughs> which, which one is it? We don't have to go down there. No. <laughs> we won't get to the bottom of that one today. Last question for you, Alex, is what is your list? What list did you bring for me to guess today? All right. This list is out of this world. You might say it's one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Wow. Do you have any guesses for what my list might entail? Uh, it's something with uh, the universe, the, the galaxy, the space. So today we're going over the top 10 solar system objects by size. <laughs> In our solar system. Our I solar hope. system, correct. Okay. So okay. <laughs> objects orbiting the sun. And, okay, okay, good. So before we get started, I want to ask you, what do you think is the best way to organize a space party? Is this like a riddle or a joke? You plan it. Oh, okay, now we can get started. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. All right. I got your ass. You did. You plan it. Good. Okay. So the largest objects, which could be planets, could be stars, could be moons, etc., in our solar system where we live. It could be asses. <laughs> okay. So Dr. Buster, ass number one. Could be. You never know. Uh, one thing to, that's important, though, is this is by size. So specifically the radius of the object rather than mass, because those are mass, two separate okay. lips, lists. Yeah. Buster's ass would be top at the first, at both of them, but... Definitely. You know, it's funny, I was, I knew this wasn't true, but because we were talking about it, I was typing and talking at the same time, and I wrote the title of this list as Largest Asses. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's Largest Objects in Our Solar System. Now, you want to bring me back on, we can do that list <laughs> at a later date. I love it. Okay, do you have a source for this? My source is just, you know, science. Okay. But do we know if that's real? Depends on what political party you subscribe to. <laughs> Thank you. That's the correct answer. But uh, no, specifically, I got all the data, hard data off of Wikipedia and then just some mm -hmm. fun Google searches for some hashtag fun facts. Cool. Well, this is exciting. We've never done a space list like this before. Yeah, I realized I really enjoy space and you guys have never talked about it before. So I figured I had to come on to do it. Yeah. So here I am. That's how this was all born, because once I started having guests on with, uh, with Brandon's break, Alex texted me, he listens to the podcast, and he said, hey, I know I'm not even a podcaster, but I have a great idea. What do you think? And so I said, get your fucking smooth ass over here, let's do it. Yeah, fun fact, I think I'm probably your only guest host who's never actually been on a podcast. Hmm. Maybe Kent. Kent probably hasn't either. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Kent, who did the Seinfeld bonus episode, he, yeah, you and him. Mm -hmm. So, we'll have to see who does better. That was another great episode. Yeah. Rank me up against Kent. Let's go. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Let's, we'll have a, let's start with some objects you think are not in the top 10. Okay. Well, as much as we joke, we, let's, let's just come clean. Buster's ass probably isn't in the top 10. Buster's ass is number 13. It just barely gets <laughs> on the outside of the top 10. <laughs> well, for a real answer, how about that, that hunk of junk that for a while they couldn't decide if it was a planet or a dwarf planet or a something else? Anyway, Pluto. Correct. Pluto is number 17. 17. So, how many objects, I mean, you might not know this, but is there a count of like distinct objects in our solar system? So, I have in front of me the list of the top 20. Okay. 
And there's a bunch more on Wikipedia, but I don't know the number. Yeah. All right. So Pluto's definitely not on there. Pluto is not. Probably not the Earth's moon. Earth's moon is number 14. Mm -hmm. It's about a quarter of the size of Earth. Okay. So if it's a quarter of the size, then that means Earth has to be in the top 10. Mm, Number eight. Earth is number six. I knew it. You knew it. So Earth is the third planet from the sun. Really nothing special about Earth. Yeah. Nothing fun. Nothing fun. This is interesting because probably about 20 minutes before we started recording, I was putting my five-year-old son to bed and we read a book about the planets. Oh, yeah? It's possible that I had a uh, Hodor moment from Game of Thrones where the future was kind of... Anyway. Sounds like we need to bring your son back on and tell us about the (laughs) what's going on with the Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he wants to go... I asked him which planet he wants to visit. He said Saturn because he wants to ride the rings. Okay. I didn't tell him it doesn't really work that way, but yeah, (laughs) we'll cover that another time. But uh, no, yeah, fun facts about Earth. So uh, obviously the only planet in the solar system that can harbor life, or at least that we know of. Mm -hmm. The scientists think that life started about 4 billion years ago when chemical reactions led to self-replicating molecules. But I mean, you and I know that's bullshit. It was all God. You and I, I was going to say, I don't know what kind of uh, Satanist propaganda you're trying to push on everybody. Yeah, we all know the truth. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is that scientists think that the moon, it was formed by a Mars-sized object crashing into the Earth like billions of years ago. And then the dust that settled from that like formed the moon Mm. today. So that's kind of cool. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, that's how, I mean, that sort of thing is how this all started, right? As far as planets go? Yeah, pretty much. You know, all this shit was in the space and they all just kind of coalesced into the various planets and moons and all this stuff. It's weird. Science is weird. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, you, I think you said a Mars-sized, what was it, an asteroid? Comet? Yeah, just an object. They don't know what it was specifically. Object, okay. Crashed into Earth, resulted in the moon. And when you think about it, Outside of the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs, Earth hasn't really been hit by anything major since then. So, we're due. Yeah, we're overdue. Have you seen that movie, uh, Don't Look Up? Yes, loved it. Great movie. Fantastic. Great movie on Netflix. Speaking of the moon, moon is the only natural object in orbit of the Earth, our one moon. However, Hmm. there are over 4,000 operational satellites and over 16,000 pieces of space debris that are just being tracked by. NASA and wow. all that stuff. 16,000 pieces of space debris. I wonder if uh, Brandon's infamous airport hot dog trash made it out there. Probably. Do you know why they call our moon just the moon? And every other moon has a cool name. Well, see, that's funny. Uh, the moon actually, if the scientific name for it is Luna. Oh, okay. But we just call it the moon because it's the only moon we know. Yeah. It could be because it was the first moon humans observed and they called it the moon. Then when other moons started being discovered, well, they started naming those. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a moon, too. That's a moon, too. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. Okay, so Earth, uh, the only planet that can harbor life that we know of in our solar system. Yep, at number six. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Alex, I'm quite confident that you believe there's life on other planets outside of our solar system or perhaps bacterial life in our solar system somewhere. Give me your hot takes extraterrestrial visits to Earth. Have they happened? Will they happen? If they happen, what happens? Just give me your uh, rambling kind of thoughts on that. 
So I think there is extraterrestrial life. I th- actually, I, I guarantee there is out there. The universe is vast and it's uh, improbable that it has not happened anywhere else. Agree. However, I don't think they've been to Earth. I don't think they're going to come to Earth for quite some time. I just feel like the universe is so vast and sure, like futuristic tech might make that easier, but still like we're still capped at the speed of light. And I don't think there's any future breakthroughs that's going to like uncap that speed. And with that, Mm -hmm. like the closest star system is like light years away. So you're talking if you go at the speed of light, it's going to take lifetimes to get to another star system. It just seems improbable for the distance. It does, but you but to... To be of the mind, and I'm not saying one way or the other, I'm speaking uh, devil's advocate here, but to assume that life forms from other galaxies have been to Earth, either in the past or in the future, you might have to accept that there's technology that they used to get here that humans can't even comprehend yet. And that's true. I'm not ruling that out. You know, like it could be like, you know, it's like ants to us is like us to like the next species, right? Just shit we can't even comprehend. Or if you were to take us today, right now, as we record this stupid little fucking shitty podcast, and take our computers that we're recording on and place them in caveman times, that too would be incomprehensible to them. So, it's, um... You know they'd find porn in like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Just like Brandon. Brandon would leave his... Yeah, just like Brandon. Brandon really nailed that Pornhub list, didn't he? (laughs) He'd leave his history open for him and that'd be the first things they discover. (laughs) Bunga bunga. They don't even know how to fucking read or type yet, but they fucking land there. It's just human nature. It's just instinct. We're born that way. God makes us that way. Yep. Okay. Let me stop uh, grab-assing around and give you another guess. So, I think that... Well, I know what number one is. So, let me try to give you like number two or three or four-ish. Okay. I know that the largest planet in our solar system is Jupiter, so show me Jupiter. Jupiter is number two. Know it. At 10.97 times the size of Earth. It's a big boy. That's incomprehensible when you, to us, really. Right. Yeah, so Jupiter is the fifth planet from the sun. Uh, it's a gas giant. It, like Buster. <laughs> just, just like Buster. <laughs> Jupiter is over 2.5 times the mass of the rest of the planets combined. Can you fathom that? No. Everyone out there, think about what Alex just said. He said, Jupiter is, I think, 10 times larger than the Earth. However, it's two and a half times the weight, the mass of all the other planets combined. That is weird. Science is weird. Beefy boy. (laughs) Yeah. Jupiter was named after the Roman god Jupiter, who is the king of all gods. I thought that was Zeus. Well, Zeus is the Greek equivalent. Oh, Greek god, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, apparently, the day Thursday was named after it. I, I don't really understand that, but I thought that was a fun fact. Hmm. <laughs> Great. Yeah, fun fact. Is Jupiter the one with the moon, I think it starts with a T, that there's some scientists have said would be like human's best chance in our solar system? So, I think you're probably talking about Titan, and that yeah. is a moon of Saturn. Saturn, okay. Yeah. Yep. I want to talk about Titan when we get to Saturn, but I'll pin that for now. Okay. One year on Jupiter is actually 11.86 years on Earth, so that's how long (sighs) it takes to rotate the sun. However, a day is only 10 hours. It's spinning fast. A day, oh, a day on Jupiter is 10 10 of our hours. Yeah. This is where, see, you shouldn't have brought me this list because I'm going to go on so many sidebars on this fucking episode, but like, 
You know, obviously, probably the first thing a lot of us are thinking of when Alex says that is the movie Interstellar that really captured that well, mm-hmm. where they visit that planet where I don't, I think it's like every hour is a year maybe or 20 years, something crazy like that. Well, that that was due to the gravitational lensing from the black hole. That was a little different than here. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. How many moons do you think Jupiter has? I don't fucking know, man. A couple, at least. A couple? Yeah, it's got 80 moons. Can you believe that? (laughs) Holy shit, 80 fucking... I would never have guessed that. 80 little shits just spinning around it. (laughs) I'm sure they vary in size. Are there any that are like as big as Earth or bigger? There are some big ones, that's for sure. None none as big as Earth. Mm -hmm. But... There's some that get close, at least. Yeah. Dude, just this conversation we're having, just our solar system is so mind-blowing. And that's just our solar system, the shit that we're most familiar with. There's endless possibilities out there, um, which backs up your point about like pretty much guaranteeing there's life out there. Yep. You know about the, uh, the, that big red spot on Jupiter? What about it? Do you know about it? Like, do you know what it is? Mm, I don't. If I do, I don't remember. It's a big storm. It's like a big hurricane type, just oh. massive, massive storm that's like the size of like two Earths. Can you believe that? And it's been going on forever. Not basically. forever. It started. So here's the fun fact. Early astronomers didn't see it, but it, they noticed it in the year 1831. Mm, God so damn. it's relatively new and nobody really knows what started it, but it's been observed, observed to be shrinking. So scientists think that it will go away at some point in the future. A fucking storm that lasts hundreds of years. And by the way, these assholes in the early 1800s looking through these, like, you know, advanced for the time, advanced telescopes, seeing this shit, and meanwhile, they can't even fucking wipe their ass properly. They can't even, they don't even know how to take a bath. So it's like, it's just weird. Science is Weird. weird. Science is weird. So that's Jupiter. More. Free. Extra. Exclusive. Bonus. Your ass can have it all as a Tennis Pod Plus member. Tennis Pod Plus is available on Patreon and on Apple Podcasts. Members get early access to every episode, and every episode is 100% ad-free. Yep, this ad you're listening to right now? Tennis Pod Plus members will never hear this or any other ad on any Tennis episode. Not only that, but members get exclusive bonus content every single month, Bonus content includes episodes like the top 10 most popular soft drinks, the top 10 most adorable Pokemon, aw, the life and times of Donald Trump, a deep dive into the QAnon cult, and so much more. Bonus episodes like these are available right within your favorite podcast app. No extra apps or websites needed. Couldn't be easier. But there's other perks too, like free swag, merch discounts, and more. It's super easy to sign up. Just go to tennispod.com plus. That's tennispod.com slash P-L-U-S to sign up for as little as $2 per month. Or if you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, the app, you can sign up for a free seven-day trial of Tennis Pod Plus in literally one tap. Go to our Apple page and tap the Try Free button at the top. After that, your Apple feed will instantly refresh with all of our ad-free main and bonus episodes unlocked. Not only can you get a free seven-day trial, but you can sign up for an annual option to save over 30%. So what are you waiting for? All the world's water to turn to peanut butter? Well, unfortunately, that might not happen. Maybe. Who knows? Either way, get your ass moving and sign up for Tennis Pod Plus today. Check the show notes for a direct link. All right, well, we mentioned it in passing, so I'm going to say number three is Saturn. Number three is Saturn. Yep. Saturn is 9.14 times the size of Earth. So just a little smaller than Jupiter. Hmm. 
I didn't realize it was quite so close to Jupiter's size. Yep. So, Nick, why don't you tell the folks at home about Saturn? Well, it's nine-something times as big as Earth. It's almost as big as Jupiter. Yeah, heard that before. It's got rings on it. In fact, I just read this in my kid's book tonight. Its rings are made out of ice, dust, and rock. I have that exact note in front of me. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you. It's cold there. I think it's stormy. Or uh, maybe that's Jupiter. I don't know. That's all I got. No, you're right. It is very stormy. Wind speeds reach over a thousand miles an hour on Saturn. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Some fast shit. God damn. It's got 83 moons compared to the 80 on Jupiter. So hmm. for those tallying up at home, we've now mentioned 164 moons on this list. And only one of them from Earth, which is so interesting. Yeah. So weird. Like you said, the rings are mostly made of ice particles, some rocks and dust. You know, no really, nobody really knows where the rings came from, but a lot of ring scientists think that it might, may have formed from a destroyed moon. Hmm. So, but that's interesting. Have they observed rings on other planets outside of our? They um, have. Gal- okay, okay. And actually, more planets than just Jupiter, even or than Saturn in our own solar system, have rings. Oh, that's right. They're just much smaller. Right. Uranus or Neptune, one of those two have rings. You watch your mouth. (laughs) Saturn. Yeah. You know, one thing that's neat is a lot of the ice particles in the rings actually come from the moon Enceladus, Enceladus, I think is what it is. It has water geysers that like shoot water out into space. And a lot of the ice from that will coalesce into the rings. Hmm. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Space is cool. I wish we had rings here. Yeah. I wonder what that would mean for Earth, if Earth developed Saturn-like rings. Probably nothing, I guess, but still Uh, fascinating. could happen if we destroyed the moon. The moon, man. I keep coming back to that. It's like, it's the only one Earth's got. It's the closest thing to us, and it's the only place we've been in all this time. Yeah. But I just saw, uh, I think this week maybe, Biden approved a budget increase for NASA to get us to Mars in 2040. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Saturn. That's Saturn. God's a mad scientist. Works in mysterious ways. Yep. God liked Saturn, so he put a ring on it. That's cute. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, Saturn's moon Titan. It's been a while since I've read this, so maybe consensus has changed on this, but I remember at least at one time that Titan was considered the most habitable place in our solar system that we know of. Like, if you couldn't live on Earth... The next best place might be Titan. So I have some notes on that for later in this list, but you are right. Titan is the only moon that has its own atmosphere. And I wouldn't say it's like, it's not breathable, but it's the closest atmosphere we have to an Earth-like atmosphere. I mean, I strongly believe that it is a matter of time. Could Could be hundreds, could be thousands of years. But at some point, humans will terraform, you know, Mars probably first to make it habitable for humans. So you never know. I've got some notes on that later, too. You're just uh, spoiling everything today. Okay, well, so obviously (laughs) Titan's going to be on this list then. And its name is Titan, which probably means it's a big-ass moon. But I don't know how big it is relative to Earth, which is number six. I'll guess that Titan is number seven. Titan is number ten. Just barely makes it on this list. But probably the only moon on the list, I'm guessing. Um, maybe. We'll find out. All right, you asshole. Let's hear about it. (laughs) Titan. So, like I said, only known moon with a dense atmosphere, uh, an only known object in the solar system that has clear liquid bodies on the surface. Hmm. However, these aren't like, it's not like 
oceans of water, it's oceans of hydrocarbons. So like methane and like shit like that. Mm, yummy. And it's actually been observed to have a, you know how like the earth has a water cycle where like the water like evaporates and turns into storms and then rains sure. down. It does the same shit on Titan, but with methane. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. The best thing about Titan is if, again, in thousands of years, humans relocate there, we're going to live on fucking Titan. It sounds so much better than Earth. Yeah, that's true. I'm from Titan, man. You know, I... W Sorry, my imagination keeps running wild on this episode, but I wonder if someday, you know, we're going to colonize the solar system to where people, the way you talk to people now and say, I'm from China, I'm from America, I'm from Australia, maybe it's I'm from Earth, I'm from Titan, I'm from Mars. Have you know. ever seen the show called The Expanse? No. Have you heard of it? Yes. It's on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend it. Best space show I've ever seen. Best sci-fi show I've ever seen. Oh, really? Definitely touches on all that. Okay. It's a kind of a show a futuristic where like humanity kind of colonizes various bodies around the solar system. And you definitely see that, you know, like, oh, I'm a Martian. I'm an Earthling, you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's cool. something like that has to happen eventually because as we all know, Earth will not last forever. But oh, yeah. Again, who knows how long that is. But yep. anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Titans. So it was named for the race of Titans in Greek mythology. You remember those guys? Those little mm -hmm, assholes? Yeah, of course. Yep. It's thought that there is water on Titan. Um, however, it's all like underground in these like giant underground lakes hmm. or underground seas, more like. And scientists think that they could harbor microbial life. How do they know that? Is that from... So they know that there's water based on like, I think it's like the movement of the planet. You know, you can kind of like see the vibrations and stuff like that. Oh. But I mean, it's just a guess that it could harbor life. They don't know. They won't know until they send a probe down there. Sure. But yeah, the atmosphere is like 97% nitrogen, which Earth has like 80% nitrogen. So it's, you know, nitrogen is important, but there's just, there's like no oxygen in the atmosphere on Titan. However, scientists do think that they could use the underground water to generate oxygen in like a future terraforming project for the moon. Well, in order to accomplish something that grand, we got to stop fucking going to war with each other first on Earth. But anyway, do you have any math in front of you that, would, that tells me how long it would take to get to Titan with our current technology? I do not have any math in front of me like that. Yeah, but it would take a long ass time. <laughs> it would take a while. I read one time, this stuck with me, I read this in like a sixth grade science book, I swear to God, and I've remembered it ever since. It said that if you were to drive from Earth to the moon, again, the closest thing to us, Titan's way further than the moon. Yep. If you were to drive to the Earth's moon from Earth on a highway in a car driving 60 miles an hour nonstop, you never stop, it would take you six months to get there. It's a hell of a road trip. Yeah. Puts into perspective how fucking far it is. You can't imagine how far Titan is. Yeah. Real far. Too far. One thing neat about Titan, in most moons, actually, it is, it's tidally locked. You know what that means? Tidally locked. So, tidal locked means that it is constantly facing the same position on its planet. So, like, uh -huh. one side of Titan is always looking at Saturn, and then the other side is always facing away from Saturn. What causes that? Do you know? I think it's just, like, the mass of the object that it's rotating. It could be that it's drawn to the direction of the Earth, one side of it is because of the magnetic pull of Buster's ass. Yes, we're coming back to Buster's ass again. Get used to it, people. <laughs> Gonna happen a lot. I think science should look into that, for sure. <laughs> science, yes. 
the scientific community at large. Let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson to to look at that. <laughs> Listener of the show. To look at Buster's ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a magnifying glass. Hmm. <laughs> and then he would make that face like he does in the meme with his hands up. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's All right. A, that's enough on Titan. Okay, so let me give you another planet then. And um, Mars is smaller than Earth, so I'm going to say number seven or eight. Mars is number eight. Knew it. Mars, how much smaller than Earth do you think Mars is? I don't know, maybe two-thirds the size? Mars is 0.53 times the size of oh. Earth. Like, just over half the size. Mm-hmm, interesting. It's a small boy. That's a small boy, yeah. But luckily, by the time humans colonize there, we will have killed off like 80% of the current population. So it should be able to handle us. It should. Oh, wow. What do you know about Mars? It's red. It is red. It's got volcanoes on it. Uh, I want to say they found ice, maybe, under this the surface. Ice at the poles, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's big. Yep. That's a semi-recent discovery, I want to say. Pretty recent. So liquid water actually cannot exist on Mars due to the low atmospheric pressure, but it definitely has ice at the, at the poles. So even if you were to melt that ice, it would not turn into water as we know it? No, it wouldn't turn into water. Hmm. Well, Alex, how am I going to drink my Diet Cokes on Mars then when I move there? Well, it will take many, many years of a terraforming project. Actually, that show I talked about, The Expanse, a big mm -hmm. key element of that show is a ter big terraforming project for Mars. Pretty cool. Can you fucking even imagine, well, maybe you can since you watched that show, but in a general sense, can you imagine the fucking, like, initiative and ingeniousness and money and time and technology it will take to figure out <laughs> an I mean, effective way to terraform a planet? It would take, like, entire governments working together to, like... Yeah. For generations. It's crazy. Probably. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I have full confidence it will eventually happen, but it's just it's right. hard to think about. Yeah. Mars is um, our next big voyage, our yep. next big uh, thing to conquer in space. I know NASA and probably other countries are actively pursuing a journey to Mars in the semi-near future. I, uh, last I heard this week, it was by 2040 yep. for Americans to be on Mars. So yeah, in our lifetimes, Alex, we'll see something. Yeah, a lot of things Mars has going for it for, you know, potential colonization. You know, a day on Mars or like one full rotation is just over 24 hours. It's like 24 mm. hours and 39 minutes. So, um, you know, you that's an nice. Extra 39 minutes every day. That'll be nice. Takes about 1.8 years to rotate the sun. So pretty close there. Uh, the temperature actually ranges between negative 198 degrees Fahrenheit okay. to positive 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So God at some times, it can be comfortable, but most of the time, it's freezing fucking cold. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to figure that out, too, with the terraforming. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, the reason for that is just the shit atmosphere. You know, it's got such a thin atmosphere that it doesn't trap in any heat from the sun or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, scientists think that but when Mars was like made, it had a good atmosphere. But the problem was it doesn't have a magnetosphere. So the sun's rays just like ate away at the atmosphere. Hmm. So like a Earth. magnetosphere? Yeah. So Earth has a iron core, which yes. gives it like a magnetosphere. That's what causes like the aurora lights and all that cool stuff. Yeah. But it also protects the Earth from the sun's rays. It reflects them off. Right. Mars doesn't have that iron core, so it just got eaten alive mm -hmm. by those sun's rays, and here we are. People actually think that Mars actually used to have oceans back in the day. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Again, it's the closest planet to us, 
and it's you know it's the next planet away from the sun but that has such a such a different story than earth yeah and it is technically in the habitable zone of our sun so if it had the right amount of you know atmospheric pressure and atmosphere and all that you know it could very well have oceans and life and all that good stuff yeah figure it out elon tell us how to do it figure it out yeah Last little note on Mars, it's got two moons, Phobos and Deimos. <laughs> Phobos, I like that name. <laughs> One more fun fact that I can't believe you didn't mention, the movie Mars Attacks. Hello. Mars Attacks. You know, I actually worked with a guy who was an extra on that movie. Fun oh, fact. Did he meet Jack Nicholson? Didn't ask. <laughs> hmm. Missed opportunity. Yep. It's funny to think of, you know, intelligent life coming from Mars when clearly we would fucking know that by now. And yep. I, like, it's a fact that intelligent life is not there. Right. But in that movie, it was... Some might say it's a fact that intelligent life's not on Earth either. Oh, but um bum Love it. All right, let's hear another guess. Okay, so I'm going to rule out Mercury. Mercury is number 11. Oh, okay. That's, that's bigger than I thought, though. Yep. So what's after Mercury? It's uh, Mercury... Oh, Venus, right? Yep. Is Venus in the top 10? Venus is in the top 10. Would you like to guess where it's at? Five or seven. Venus is number seven. I mean... I think I'm a scientist by this point. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson better just step on over. <laughs> so Venus is 0.95 times the size of Earth. So it is just so close to the size. Mm. Some actually call Venus Earth's sister. Why? Because it's so Which much because the size. Yeah, yeah it's very okay. close to the size. Venus is the second planet from the sun. Has a very, very thick atmosphere. It's like 96% carbon dioxide. 3% mm. nitrogen, trace amounts of other shit. Not much oxygen, so definitely not a place that we could breathe. Right. However, scientists think it may have had water like billions of years ago, but it all evaporated since then. Yeah. It's hot as shit there. It's like 867 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Tons of volcanoes. I want to say it's the hottest planet, right? Even more than Mercury. Yep. It is hotter than Mercury. Hottest planet in the solar system. It's mm -hmm. got no moons and no one really knows why. Hmm, that is interesting. Yeah. But one interesting fact about Venus, so you, you're talking earlier about terraforming and colonization. Some scientists think that Venus actually might be the easiest planet to put a colony on, but it, would, it wouldn't be like you think. It wouldn't be on the surface. It'd be like floating colonies in the atmosphere, specifically on Venus. 50 kilometers above the surface has exactly Earth-like pressure and temperatures between 32 degrees and 122 degrees Fahrenheit. So comfortable temperatures, Earth-like huh. pressure. One thing that's interesting is the thick CO2 atmosphere is like half as dense as, or no, is twice as dense as Earth's atmosphere, but breathable air is less dense. So it would essentially float in this atmosphere. So scientists are hypothesizing that if you could create some sort of like bubbles full of just breathable earth air they would float right at this 50 kilometer surface above the planet and be perfectly comfortable breathable livable places but wait we're gonna live in the bubbles yeah we'd live in the bubbles but uh, that seems like a challenge to, to make that happen well, that be, seems like a bigger challenge than like mars they'd be big bubbles but what are we standing on oh no that you'd put like you'd build in the bubbles <laughs> You know, you'd build, like, structures. Think of it like a spaceship, <laughs> just a big spaceship. Okay, well, if I think of it like a spaceship, that makes more sense. But bubbles makes me think of, like, I don't know, a bubble. Yeah. Living in a bubble. I don't know. I think I'd rather live on Venus than Mars. Well, why? Tell me why. 
Mars is just cold and shitty and you got to live in like stations and stuff. I mean, it's the same in Venus, but like at least the temperature is like naturally comfortable. The pressure is normal. You know, with Mars, you got to worry about like pressure depressurizations and yada, yada, yada. It just seems like there's much more that could go wrong on Mars, at least until it gets terraformed than there would be with these little floating cities in Venus. Mars might be like the planet Matt Damon finds in Interstellar, where he yeah. has to wear a suit at all times. It's fucking cold. Anyway. Yeah, pain in the ass. And I think before they terraform any planet, I'm sure a few steps before that is they build a big ass dome that's pumped with oxygen that you can live in. Right, right. Hmm. Okay, so Venus, we might be floating in bubbles above Venus. Might be floating in Venus. Huh. You know what else? One more fun fact about Venus I learned a long time ago. What? Rhymes with penis. Oh! <laughs> and speaking of penis, I think it's a good time to talk about your fucking anus. So, where is your anus? Is it number nine? Five. Uranus is number four. Oh, shit. Okay. That's a big boy. Uranus is big. Yeah. <laughs> 3.9 times the size of Earth. Hmm. Nick, what can you tell the folks at home about your anus? Let's see. Again, trying to think of my kid's planet book I read tonight. <laughs> I want to say it's extremely windy there. I think that's the one that has rings that go vertical, right? It does have vertical rings. Now, yeah. windy, you sure you're not talking about your ass? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Neptune. One of the planets in the book said it's a very windy place. But anyway, Uranus, and it's cold and it's far away from, it's one of those last planets in the solar system. We're not going to live there. Did you hear that? Scientists were petitioning to actually change the name of Uranus just to, you know, because of all the jokes and all that. I'm on two minds on that. Like one, we've been calling it Uranus for however many fucking, you know, years and everyone knows its name. On the other hand, yeah, it's a fucking dumb name. <laughs> Let's change it. So I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, they were going to call it Erectum. All right. Fucking let's end the show. <laughs> yeah, Uranus. Uh, pretty cool planet. 27 moons. So not as many as the big boys. That's a lot still. Still a lot. It has a very long orbit. It takes 84 years to orbit the sun. Wow. Long ass time. It is. However, it only takes, it, it takes 17 and a quarter hours to do a full rotation for a 17 day. 17 and a quarter. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So it's like both ends of the spectrum. Short days, but long ass uh, Long years. years. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is the farthest visible planet to the naked eye. Yeah. It was named after the Greek god of the sky, who is apparently the grandfather of Zeus. I don't know. Still a dumb name. Yep. Yeah, one other fun thing about Uranus is it actually rotates on its side. So the tilt is like so far that it rotates like sideways. Isn't that weird? Hmm. That's weird. Science is weird. Yeah, you should have seen. I was doing hand motions to represent that, but then I realized you can't see my hand motions, so... Oh, don't worry. I can imagine your hands. I imagine your hands all the time. It's fine. Oh! Okay, so if... Again, this won't happen, but say people did live on Uranus. The planet, not your ass. Uh, <laughs> if they lived on Uranus, what would that tilt that you mentioned... What would that mean to, like, everyday life? The seasons would be all fucked up. Hmm. I don't know how specifically, but I know the tilt of the planet controls the seasons. And the more the tilt, the more serious the seasons are. Okay. So, yeah. Fascinating shit.
this planet stuff. Yeah. So that's Uranus. Yeah, so I just need number nine, five, and one. Again, I know one. I probably know the... Okay, so planets am I missing? I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I haven't mentioned Neptune. I'm honestly not sure if it's bigger or smaller than Earth, which is six. Actually, you know what, Alex? Let's do a quick recap for the listeners. Go through what we have so far. Okay, so so far we have Titan at number 10. We have Mars at number eight, Venus at number seven, Earth at number six. Uranus at number four, Saturn at three, and Jupiter at two. So where's Neptune? Neptune is number five. Okay. Knew it. Yep. Neptune is another gas giant. It's the eighth planet from the sun, way out there. Yeah. Actually, some people consider it an ice giant along with Uranus, just because it's may it has a lot of ices in it compared to the two gas giants, which has mostly gases in it. So what you're so. saying is vanilla ice. Ice, Might ice like baby. it there. Bad joke. I know it's a bad joke, everyone. You don't have to tweet me. Let's move on. Yep. Cool things about Neptune. It actually rains diamonds on Neptune. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. Like the size of cool. hailstones. And people think that on the liquid core of the planet, it just has floating diamonds just like floating there. Man, that is badass. Yeah. Too bad we'll never fucking see it. Nope. <laughs> sure won't. Well, they, they might in some futuristic earth send a probe there that can take some good photos or something but maybe but uh yeah and so neptune it is the last planet from the sun it was the farthest planet until they found jupiter thought jupiter was a planet it became the farthest planet and then neil degrasse tyson said you know fuck you jupiter not a planet anymore so now neptune's the farthest planet away again jupiter do you mean pluto I meant Pluto. Did I say Jupiter? You kept saying Jupiter. I was like, he knows that's the biggest planet, right? <laughs> yeah, Pluto. So, yeah. as of today, Pluto is not a planet again? Pluto is a dwarf planet, so it yeah, is not considered one of the majors, and there are lots of dwarf planets in our system. It's out in, I believe it's called the Kuiper Belt. It's a group of asteroids that's beyond the orbit of Neptune, and Pluto is one of the bodies out in that belt. And the only reason everyone knows of Pluto, as opposed, because no one knows of any of the other dwarf planets, the only reason we know Pluto is because it was for a long time called a planet. Well, we know some dwarf planets now, but yeah, back in the day, it was the only one. I mean, we like knew the of. general public, right? Like I couldn't tell you any dwarf planets. I know there's one called Eris. Well, I'll make sure that? to get you a fucking cookie then, Alex, for knowing <laughs> that. Do you know there's actually a they call it a dwarf planet in our asteroid belt uh, called Ceres? You ever heard of Ceres? Mm-mm. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's like the biggest object about. in our asteroid belt. So, anyway, fun fact. Okay, so there's a few of them out there. Yep. But Pluto is a dwarf planet. It's not going to be on this list, though. No, not on this list. I was just going to say, Neptune, it takes 164 years to complete an orbit around the moon, Holy or around shit. the sun. Wow. And it has 16-hour days. That's how fucking far out it is. Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, that, that guy named Galileo? Yeah. He's the first person to observe new Neptune in a uh, telescope, because you can't see it with your naked eye. But this dumbass thought it was a star. <laughs> Give him a break, Alex. It was the fucking 1600s or some shit. Didn't even know how to wipe his own ass, but he was looking at fucking <laughs> Neptune in a telescope. <laughs> That'll never not blow my mind. <laughs> what a vast fucking thing space is, Alex. Yeah, All this shit's big. so far away. It's big. Neptune, uh, it's got winds reaching 1,300 miles an hour. Ah, so it was the windy planet. It is the windy planet. 
It does have rings, just smaller than Saturn's, much smaller. Mm. Uh, and it does have dark spots, kind of like Jupiter. Huh. Just not as pronounced. Probably a storm. Might be a storm. Might be Dr. Buster's ass. <laughs> Might be just a, a black eye that Neptune got <laughs> from a fight with Uranus. I don't know. So that's Neptune. All right. I just need number nine. I can't think of what it is because I've named all the planets, I think. Or at least the planets that will be on here. Must be a moon or something. It might be. Got any moons up your sleeve? No, I, I mean, I can't think of any other moon names. So if it's a moon, you're just going to tell me. So number nine is Ganymede. You ever heard of Ganymede? Ganymede. Like someone's granny named Mead? <laughs> granny made some mead and got drunk off it. Ganymede. Ganymede. Okay, I don't know this. Is the third moon of Jupiter. Okay. It is 0.41 times the size of Earth. So just under half the size of Earth. Wow. Very close to the size of Mars. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Ganymede. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, that asshole Galileo, he's the first one to see Ganymede as well. And he named it after a divine hero in Greek mythology. Galileo, name one of these some bitches after yourself. Exactly. I mean, I think he got too big of an ego from that Queen song. <laughs> Maybe. So Ganymede's interesting. Orbits Jupiter every seven days. Uh, it's also tidally locked, just like Titan. There is water on the surface. It's in the form of ice, but there's lots of water ice on the surface. And most people think there are subsurface oceans, just like Titan, that could potentially be habitable for life. This is a Jupiter moon, you said, right? It is a Jupiter moon. Jupiter's moons, they got a lot going on out there. They sure do. They're doing something right. Yep, it has evidence that has largest oceans in the entire solar system. Huh. So bigger oceans than even Earth. Yeah. Only moon with a magnetosphere. Remember that thing I mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Because it has an iron core, very similar to what Earth has. However, it has a very thin atmosphere, even smaller than Mars's, but it does have oxygen in it. Okay, so that's good news. Man, good news. this planet sounds like, it's, uh, sounds like it's a viable option someday. Yeah, the only problem is surface temperature is very cold, not habitable cold. It does suffer from high radiation put out by how close it is to Jupiter. So you would die from radiation poisoning from being on the surface of Ganymede. I think we're good. I mean, we got microwaves and shit. We're used to it by now. Yeah, and cell phones, you know, we'll be fine. All the 5G they implanted in us, I think we'll manage. But that is interesting that the, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you couldn't live on Ganymede. One of them being, well, you're going to fucking die of radiation. Yep. So, but I'm sure someone hmm. will, Elon Musk will figure it out. Yeah. You know, one thing that I uh, was thinking about, you know, a lot of these planets have, you know, ice and water and stuff like that. You mm. know, your old, uh, what if water was peanut butter? Yeah. Yeah. What if like, all the water, like the water on fucking Ganymede was peanut butter. You'd have a moon just full of peanut butter in the middle. Alex, I can't believe we're this deep in the episode and we're just now talking about this. It'd be like a Reese's. Of course. Okay, because if all water on Earth was actually peanut butter, not just today, but for all of human history, then that means it's extremely likely that all the water on other planets throughout the entire universe are also peanut butter. Yeah. And so you that know what? means. Yeah. I, I did some homework. I looked up the freezing point of peanut butter. Oh, no. 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Basically like water. But a few degrees better than water. So a few it could, degrees better. Might have a few degrees chance. 
more of getting some uh, smooth, natural state <laughs> smooth, peanut butter. creamy peanut butter. <laughs> so, I don't know. The possibilities are endless here. I just thought you should know. Yeah, we could have peanut butter diamonds raining down from whatever planet that was. Oh, that was Neptune, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. anyway. I got a noodle on this. A lot of potential here. So, let's hear number one. It's that the biggest boy himself or herself, I don't assume their gender, it's the thing that is responsible for our lives. It's the thing that keeps us warm and toasty. And it is the sun. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dr. Buster's ass. <laughs> no, you are right. It is the sun. Warm and toasty. <laughs> the sun is 109.2 times the size of Earth. God damn. The sun is 99.86% of the total mass of the solar system. So put differently, if you were to grab every single object, big and small, all of them, in the entire solar system and put them in a bag and put that bag on a giant scale to weigh it all, you could take out everything except the sun and you'd still have over 99% of the total mass of the solar system. Exactly. God damn, Alex. The sun is How many to times be... you've blown my mind in, in the last hour is incredible. Maybe two or three, probably. At least. Anyway, 4.6 billion years old. Been around for a while. The sun is 73% hydrogen, 25% helium. So I wonder, if you were on the sun, would your voice get all high? Like when you suck in a helium balloon? I think you have other problems to worry about if you're on the sun. <laughs> yeah, true. The sun rotates every 25 days. The sun itself rotates. I never really thought about that. Yeah. And fun fact, it actually rotates at a different speed at the equator than it does at its poles. How the fuck is that possible? <laughs> I don't even understand It's that. a plasma. It's not a solid. So it's just like... Oh, right. Yeah. It's weird. The sun, weird. man. The sun. It, the sun is an incredible fucking thing. Yeah. It fuses about 600 million tons of hydrogen into helium every second. God damn. <laughs> the sun. The yeah. sun is the real MVP. I yeah. Mean, it's just out yeah. there putting out energy for us. Maybe you'll get to this, but some bitch ain't going to live forever. Nope. That's a problem. Yep. <laughs> Not for me and you, but for our like great times infinity grandkids, it's a problem. In just about 5 billion years, the sun's going to become a red giant and will engulf Mercury and Venus. And also, obviously, rendered the Earth uninhabitable. Yeah. So it's just going to get big and bigger and bigger and bigger. I think I read at that point, the habitable zone around the sun is going to be out by, like, Jupiter. Wow. God yeah. damn. Man. And then after the red giant phase, it's going to cool into a white dwarf and no longer produce energy. So, yeah, someday the sun will die and humans better figure something out. I just can't imagine humans still being a thing in five billion years. Yeah. I mean, right? There's no way. We're going to get extinct in the like, next 500 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be realistic, I, I mean, I could definitely see us being extinct in 500 years, but I could also see us making it like another, I don't know, 100,000 years. But uh, like, even when you should get to a million years, I just, I just don't think we're going to make it. Yeah. Uh, either us or the earth won't let us make it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sun, fun fact, it's about... 85% brighter than the rest of the stars in the Milky Way. So it's pretty bright. Better put your sunglasses on if you're looking at it. Yep. And it's considered a G-type main sequence star, which I don't know what that means. Well, I definitely don't either. So thank you for that. So yeah, so that is the sun. 
someone out there listening was like, aha, I knew it about whatever that last thing you said. Yep. Some fucking nerd. <laughs> nerd alert. Just fucking unsubscribe if you even knew what Alex was talking about. <laughs> so that's the list. Wow. That was fun. Okay. Take us back through it. All right. I'll take us back through the list. We have number 10 as Titan. Number nine was Ganymede. Number eight was Mars. Seven was Venus. Six was good old home Earth. Five was Neptune raining diamonds. Four was Uranus. Three was Saturn. Two was Jupiter. And number one, the granddaddy of them all, the sun. The sun, which is 109 times the size of Earth. Yep. It's as rotates at a different speed at the equator versus the... I never knew that shit. Yeah, just like my ass. Yeah, <laughs> your ass does that too, huh? <laughs> huh. So what'd you think of the list, Nick? That was fun. That was fun. My mind's still racing at all the thoughts here. But, oh shit, I just realized something. What's that? We're not recording this whole time. Oh no, did you pull a Brandon? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't believe me, did you? No, I didn't believe you. That Brandon's done that. I see the red recording button right, on, right up yeah, here on the fuck screen. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Alex, that was a ton of fun. You know, I've definitely thought in the past, like, man, I wonder what we could do with space. There's got to be a space topic we can do. And the closest we've gotten is like we did the time travel episode. Yep. Which was one of my favorites. But yeah, never ventured out into the great beyond until today. Highly recommend checking out The Expanse. Very awesome space show if you're interested. Also Star Wars. Yeah, Star (laughs) Wars is fine. (laughs) I'm serious. Expanse is probably my favorite show of all time. Okay, sir. Okay, so, if it's that big of an endorsement, I will check it out. High, high praises. Yeah, even better than uh, what's the one you like? The nerdy one. Battlestar, uh, Battlestar, Battlestar yeah. <laughs> I actually overtook Battlestar as my favorite sci fi. Okay, okay. It's high praise coming from you. Yep. All right, this has been the largest objects in our solar system. Who would have thunk it? Ganymede up there, Titan. As far as places you might live someday, Titan, Ganymede, Mars, Venus seem like the four most likely candidates based on what you told me. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And maybe in a bubble over Venus. Okay. Well, speaking of bubbles, we've been in the Tennis Pod Plus bubble the last hour-ish here. I want to thank Alex for coming on and bringing us this badass list. I want to thank the listeners for being Tennis Pod Plus members. And if you have cool ideas like Alex is here for lists we should cover in the future, be it here on Tennis Pod Plus or on the main feed, shoot me an email at tennispod at gmail.com or you can also DM me on Twitter and Instagram at thenickamel. Alex, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, just thanks for having me on. And yeah, keep subscribing to this uh, great podcast, everyone. It's, uh, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was too busy itching Uranus. Can you say it again? <laughs> Yeah, this has been fun. We'll do we'll have you on again, Alex. Thank you and I'll see everyone on Ganymede in the future. Bye.